Welcome to the Bright Minds podcast. This is our first episode, so I'd like to give you an especially warm welcome. Bright Minds helps clients to get more clarity about their purpose and goals, elicit and transform their mindset, increase productivity, make more time for what matters in life, and increase their degree of discipline, accountability, and self-leadership. You can learn more about our offerings on brightminds.de. My name is Tillman, founder of Bright Minds, and I will be your host for today's episode. In this very first episode, I want to share with you a concept that can change your life, because it can significantly increase your focus, your productivity, creativity, and your results. If you really apply it, it will probably even make you a more balanced person. The concept I'm going to talk about today is deep work. I will explain to you what deep work means, we will dive deeper into the key idea and benefits, and I will explain to you 10 simple best practices that you can apply to get into a deep work state more regularly and consistently. So let's start by defining what exactly deep work is. It is the concept of concentrated uninterrupted work during which we can achieve peak productivity and creativity. And as you can imagine, in today's world full of distractions, the ability to work deeply becomes even more crucial to success. Now, why should you invest your time and attention in this podcast episode and beyond to learn and consistently apply deep work? Your deep work capabilities will bring you increased productivity, heightened concentration, enhanced creativity, better quality of work, skill improvement, greater job satisfaction and a valuable skill set that sets you apart in a world filled with distractions and superficial tasks. So now after we've given a definition of deep work and mentioned some of the advantages on a high level, let's make ourselves a bit more familiar with the concept. Here are three key ideas about deep work. First of all, deep work is about learning and mastering new skills. Continuously developing new skills is one of the most crucial capabilities in today's world. To learn and to master, you must be focused, which is exactly what deep work makes you good at. To maximize the positive impact of deep work in terms of learning, here are four best practices. First, your goal and the skill to acquire must be congruent with your career and purpose. Second, consciously apply learning methodologies including delving deep, practice and experience. Third, work with mentors who can coach you and reflect on your progress. And fourth, it is important that you apply what you've learned in the state of deep work. Picture it like this. Every new skill you acquire is like adding a powerful tool into your toolkit. It not only enhances your capabilities, but also opens up new doors of opportunity. The second idea is that we must seek and do deep work consciously, because we are bombarded by distractions all the time. And the sources of these distractions are everywhere. It is instant communication, open floor plans in the office, or access to the fridge in the home office, notifications on our smartphones or social media. The third key idea is that you should embrace deep work for facing your most difficult challenges. This not only helps you to successfully deliver results, it also gives you an inner sense of fulfillment. Deep work is when you are best able to tackle your most difficult problems. So, since solving these problems typically brings the greatest benefits, deep work is much more rewarding than shallow work. Before we come to the 10 key practices that will help you to build and master deep work skills, let's briefly summarize the three key ideas. First, deep work is about learning and mastering new skills. Second, it must be consciously pursued as distractions are everywhere. And third, since deep work enables us to tackle our toughest challenges, its rewards are typically very fulfilling. Now, how can we integrate deep work into our professional routines? 
Well, in a nutshell, to implement deep work into our routines, we must start by establishing clear and achievable goals, then designating specific time blocks for concentrated work, minimize potential distractions and craft a dedicated workspace conductive to sustained focus and productivity. Now, if this went too fast, then don't worry. We will now make it more practical, so you will really get a sense of how to put deep work into action. I will show you 10 simple principles that will help you to adapt to deep work across the four categories time, environment, management of distractions and mindset brain. Let's start with time-related practices. The first key practice is simply to schedule time for deep work. This means a to remove as many shallow work tasks from your life as possible so that you can spend nearly all your time on deep work. To do this, categorize your tasks, eliminate and delegate. Scheduling time for deep work also means b designating specific periods when you will devote yourself to deep work. This can be periodically, for example, you might carve out a three-day block of the week where you aren't contactable while preserving the other two days for shallower work. Or for example, you could set aside two to four hours each morning for deep work. The second key practice is to plan out your day. A. Think about the tasks that you need to complete and how much time you plan to finish them. Then, break down your day into structured segments allowing for focused work and strategic breaks. Your most important tasks that you work on in a state of deep work should have the highest priority. After that, you may also plan time blocks for tasks of lower priority, which might be, for example, responding to emails or obligatory meetings. Regularly reflect on the accuracy of your time blocks, as this will improve your planning skills. B. Schedule time for using the internet, phone and other activities that can bring distraction. And keep a notebook or journal nearby, so that you can write down things that you can research or do later. C. Set ambitious deadlines. This means, give yourself intense deadlines that will force you to concentrate at the limit of your ability. So, estimate the time you need, then cut it down drastically. This will not only enhance your ability for deep work, but also enables you to deliver peak performance based on the jerkus dodson law. Next, we continue with environment-related factors. The third key practice for deep work is that you create the right location to flourish. Define a location that is your deep work safe space where you go only to do deep work, like a conference room, the library or an office in your home. Ensure that this space is reserved exclusively for focused, undistracted work. Create a zone where you can be in the zone. Key practice number four. Create a deep work environment by designing it accordingly. Your chosen space should not only be distraction-free, but also well-equipped with the tools and resources necessary for your deep work session. Think of a clear desk, sufficient water supply, your notebook at reach and your phone at distance. Next, we get to the deep work practices that will help you manage and eliminate distractions. Key practice number five. The first distraction we must actively manage is email. As highlighted in the planning section, define specific times when you reply to emails, but there is more to it. First, you must adapt to the highest email standards yourself. Make sure your emails contain all essential information. When replying to an email, you should articulate a. the current state of things, b. what the ultimate goal is, and c. what the most effective next steps are. This prevents unproductive email volleys and closes the mental loop for you so that no mental backlogs accumulate. Second, insist on those standards by publishing or communicating your email policy to others. This can be in the form of an auto-response or proactive communication. Third, use a basic folder structure to keep a clean inbox at the end of each day. 
Among others, these folders can include to do, observe, and an archive in which you move or autodirect everything that is not relevant for you. Key principle number six, and the second distraction to actively manage is social media. Now, this also comes back to time management. Define a daily budget of time you want to spend on it and two to three time windows during the day. You can even consider getting rid of it completely, or you can try something out. Quit social media for at least 30 days. This can change your perspective on how much you actually need it and to what extent it enriches your life or even takes color out of it. Do you need social media for work? This might be the case, however, even then be disciplined and conscious about the way you use it. In general, examine every tech tool you are using or planning to use. Does this bring you closer to your actual goals? Key principle number seven and another crucial aspect to eliminating distractions. Say no to shallower work that doesn't align with your priorities. Establish clear boundaries and politely decline tasks or commitments that could compromise your ability to engage in deep, meaningful work. How to do this? Provide a vague enough response so that the requester cannot find a loophole that they could use to get you to say yes. For example, you might say, sounds interesting, but I can't make it because of schedule conflicts, or thank you for inviting me, but I won't be able to make it. Next, we come to deep work practices related to your mindset and brain. The eighth key principle is train your focus and continuously increase the duration of your deep work sessions. Most beginners can only do about an hour of deep work at a time, but you can train your brain to focus on longer and longer stretches. There are two ways to do this. First, let your brain experience low stimuli moments. For example, if you are waiting outside of a bar for a friend, consciously resist taking out your phone. Instead, just sit still and take in whatever is going on around you. In this way, you train your brain's focus muscles. Second, define clear metrics of success for your deep work practice. For example, you might set a goal to write 500 words every 30 minutes. In this way, your task is straightforward and you naturally get two simple progress checks per hour. Key principle number nine. To make the most of your focus time, the right execution is key. So let's say you have considered all the principles that I mentioned so far. How do you best channel your concentration to do deep work? So here are the four disciplines of execution. First, focus on what's important. When choosing what to work on, figure out what things have the largest impact. Then, instead of trying to say no to trivial distractions, simply say yes to the most important task or goal. In the Bright Minds Planner, there are separate sections to write down important, large impact activities and unimportant tasks. My full focus goes to the important tasks. This best practice enhances my ability to focus and intuitively evaluate the importance of activities. Second, use the right metrics. These are metrics that can lead you. You can use them in real time to measure your progress in achieving your goals and the effectiveness of your work. Exemplary metrics are the number of pages written or the number of new ideas generated. Third, keep your metrics visible. This allows you to consistently monitor your progress against your set goals and maintain clarity on what actions to take. This will also remind you to frequently see and celebrate your successes. A good way to do this is keeping a physical display in the workspace that shows your leading metric. For example, a small whiteboard where you mark off hours spent in deep work. Fourth, create accountability where possible. First and foremost, you should be accountable to yourself. Analyze your work at regular intervals and be honest about how well you have achieved your goals. Do this regularly, for example, once a week and take full ownership. In addition, find one or several accountability partners. This can be a spouse, friend, mentor or a coach. 
That person reviews your outcomes and deep work report every week. The tenth key principle is to ritualize your workday shutdown. Create a routine that symbolizes the end of your workday. It should help you check your work for anything you forgot and plan your next day's work. It will help you to mentally disconnect and recharge for the next day's deep work sessions. In this way, you can smoothly transition from work to your personal time. What can be included in such a workday shutdown ritual? For example, check your emails for any last urgent items, update your to-do list and check your calendar for upcoming deadlines. Say all done or a similar phrase to explicitly mark the end of the workday. Feel free to stack emotions of pride and success into this moment, put on a power pose or for example smile and do 10 push-ups. So now let's summarize and come to the conclusion. You should now understand what deep work is, how it can benefit you and you learn 10 key principles on how to apply deep work and get into a deep work state. Understanding a new concept, however, is only the first step. I strongly encourage you that you write down and make a plan for yourself which of these principles you will put into action. If you want to get additional guidance on how to significantly increase your productivity and deep work momentum, then check out our success habits program on brightminds.de. The program is life transformative in many ways. Starting with a deep understanding of your mindset and making relevant adjustments, sharpening your purpose and goals, creating mechanisms to take consistent actions, creating and establishing habits for planning and prioritization, creating new routines, optimizing your deep work and productivity state as well as your energy, and ultimately providing self-leadership and accountability methods to make sure that you follow through. So the Success Habits program helps you to consistently be in a better emotional state, get more important things done, achieve better results and have more time for whom or whatever matters most to you in life. Deep work is one section of the Success Habits program, so we will dive much deeper into the theory and give you worksheets and exercises to apply the 10 principles. If this podcast episode was valuable for you, please help us by following our Bright Minds podcast channel and leave us a 5-star rating. If you have your own deep work experiences and best practices that you would like to share, you can comment on the YouTube video that we published about deep work. You can also find a written and more detailed version about the 10 deep work practices in our website blog on brightminds.de. I say thank you for listening. From now on, we will regularly provide new content on this channel, usually in lecture style like today, but we will also invite guest speakers and invite interview partners. So hopefully I will see you soon in our next episode or in the Success Habits Coaching Program. Take care.